In my last podcast, part one of the two-part podcast, we explored what to expect from your cluster B when you're in a relationship. Here's part two of what to expect from a cluster B on my inner torch. Well, the last podcast was extremely popular because it kind of laid out what to expect in a relationship in a cluster B. And we're going to explore that a little bit further in part two of this two-part series of this podcast. But before I do that, I wanted to read something that kind of resonated with me. wanted to share this with you. And it's called Know Your Worth. And it goes like this. When someone treats you like you're just one of many options, help them narrow their choice by removing yourself from the equation. Sometimes you have to try not to care, no matter how much you do, because sometimes you can mean almost nothing to someone who means so much to you. It's not pride, it's self-respect. Don't give part-time people a full-time position in your life. Know your value and what you have to offer, and never settle for anything less than what you deserve. Know your worth because you have self-worth. There's no two ways about that. And I've talked about this in many of my podcasts. I think part of our problems and part of the reasons why we are with a cluster B is because we don't know our self-worth. We don't think much of ourselves. We pour ourselves into this other person who is an endless pit. You will just keep pouring yourself in, pouring yourself in, and you're going to get virtually nothing back from the relationship. So what are some of the red flags or what are some of the things that you can expect from a cluster B? We talked briefly in the previous podcast. So if you're joining me now for this second podcast, please go back and listen to podcast number one to kind of catch up with us. But if you listened to the previous podcast, well, then you'll know what I'm talking about. One of the things we went over some of the other things that you could expect, which is in and of itself a nightmare when you're trying to deal with cluster Bs, but you can expect an unstable relationship. And I think we talked about this in the previous podcast. A relationship with a cluster B is unstable by its very nature. You can also expect easily triggered and volatile emotions walking on eggshells. There is no two ways about it. You will trigger them and they will rage. It's the emotional sandcastles. This is probably the, I think the second podcast that I did two and a half years ago, 140 podcasts ago, I talked about emotional sandcastles. We build up the reality. We build up what we think is something that's going good. And then their rage washes it all away again. And then what do we do? Like a little kid on a beach trying to defy the tide of unstable emotions, we're going to be out there building that sandcastle again. And the tide may be gone for several days, several months, but then inevitably a huge wash, a huge wave of anger and just just somebody emoting like a cluster B will wash that emotional sandcastle 
away. It is never unstable ground. Other things that you can expect that from a cluster B is that they have difficulty maintaining long-term relationships. Okay. If you talk to them and you get to the peeling of the layers of their onion, so to speak, you're going to find that most of the relationships that they've had previous to you have all ended, have all ended abruptly in some cases. And you will find that they will never blame themselves. They will never take, never take onus for their involvement in the failure of the relationship. It is always somebody else's fault. Another thing you can expect from that is that they're always going to be talking about how the other person was horrible. They will talk about their exes as if they were the devil incarnate. They will never sit there and say, well, this is what I contributed to the relationship, or perhaps I was unstable. They're going to present to you basically a litany of victimhood in their previous relationships, that they were the victims, that the other people were horrible. My wife has done this. Every person that she was with before me, well, they were just terrible people. When in reality, she played a major factor in the failure of her relationships. There's no doubt. And so will your cluster B. You can also expect manipulation. They will manipulate you. There's no two, no two ways about that. They will act irresponsibly. And then when they do that, they will also lack guilt. They will not feel guilty for having done what they did. And again, this goes back to what I always refer to, the narcissist's prayer, where if they did do something, if they ever own up to doing something, it is always inevitably your fault. And if it's not your fault necessarily, then, well, you deserved it because you did something to precipitate their rage, their anger, their neglect, their actions. It's your fault. Everything that is wrong in my wife's life inherently is my fault. There's no two ways about it. Everything. So even things that, that happened before I met her, I'm responsible some for some, some way, somehow. I'm not sure, but I am. They never take onus for what's going on in their lives and how it affects you. So this is a long grocery list of emotional instability that you're going to experience when you continue or you engage in a relationship with a cluster B. And it really doesn't matter whether they're borderline or whether they're a narcissist or on whichever spectrum they happen to be. Because yes, there is a narcissistic and borderline spectrum as there is with autism. There are those that are lightly affected or perhaps on the autistic spectrum. And then there there are those that are completely on the other end of the spectrum and they are incapable of functioning in society. The same goes for a narcissist and or a psychopath and or a borderline. It really doesn't matter. And we seem to get caught up in trying to put labels on these people because then we can kind of pigeonhole them and we can look at the individual symptoms. But you know, folks, they may exhibit one or two or three tendencies that are narcissistic or borderline, or they may be comorbid. It doesn't matter. 
what it boils down to is how they treat you. So whether they're a borderline or whether they're a narcissist or whether they're a psychopath or whether they're histrionic or antisocial or whatever else in the cluster B genre, it really doesn't matter because the relationship is unstable. It's dysfunctional. It's dysregulated. It's disordered. It's triple D. So again, when you're thinking about what you're going to be encountering, if you haven't encountered some or all of those red flags or instances where they're acting out, you will inevitably do that. You will go through the stages. You're going to go through the idealization, the sex bombing, the love bombing. I don't like calling it love bombing. I prefer to call it sex bombing or affection bombing because they're going to be your just your, your perfect person. They mold themselves to that. And then inevitably, there will come the devalue and discard stage, which is incredibly painful to us. Because we won't understand why. And then it leaves us longing because we're addicted to the person that they originally portrayed themselves to be. And now we want them back. You know, it's like a magician. They've, they've taken the coin away from you. And now they, you know, you want them to put the, the hand behind your ear. And all of a sudden, magically, the coin reappears. It's not going to happen in your relationship with a cluster B. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Always appreciate hearing from you and hearing your instances. Am I making some sense? I certainly hope I am. Please, if you do get an opportunity, leave a positive review or even a negative review on whichever platform you happen to be listening to this podcast on. It helps extend the reach to those of us who are left confused, dazed, wanting to understand why these people behave in the in the fashion that they do. And maybe I'm providing some insight and some answers from my experience, which extends over two decades now. Am I an expert? No, I'm not. Because your cluster B may be completely and probably is different than mine. But they all basically do one thing. They abuse us. Because when we boil it down, That's what it is. It's abuse and neglect, which comes in many different flavors. But abuse is not love. So please, let's stop imagining that they love us because they don't. They don't know what love is. Going back to my podcast, what has love got to do with it? It's got nothing to do with your relationship. And that's, if anything, I want to point out to you that as much as we want to believe that these people genuinely love us in a mature adult fashion, that we can achieve intimacy with these people, I'm sorry to say that at least in my experience, that has not been possible and it will never be possible. And that's the the difficult thing. To imagine this relationship that you're in as being terminal because it is if you act on it on the final chapters and rebirth into a new person and find yourself in a better scenario or you may choose to remain. That choice is entirely up to you. But understand that the this two-part series that I just completed with these two podcasts are illustrative 
of what you can expect from a relationship with your cluster B. And it's not a pretty picture. And I didn't want to paint a pretty picture for you because it's, I would be lying to you. I'd be dishonest. It's not a pretty picture. If it's different for you and you still want to believe that these people are salvageable, then that is on you. Then you have to decide how you wish to survive in a relationship where you're always going to be coming up short. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast, My Inner Torch. I also appreciate you spreading the word, letting other people who may be a victim and a survivor of these relationships to at least find some solace and comfort in knowing that they are not crazy, that they are not being, that they are gaslighted and that they're not imagining something that is not there. Thank you for your continued listenership. Be well, and whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.